if fate had not dealt her such a rude hand her and her family sushma swaraj would still be around and she would only be 72 which is really young by the standards of indian politics 2019 6th august she was taken away she passed away at the prime of her career at the peak of her career at that point that immediate point she may not may not have held a position mostly because she had been dealing with very serious complications arising from a plethora of illnesses but all rooted in diabetes for a long time now i wrote a i wrote a tribute to her when she passed away she is also somebody i knew for a very long time in fact we used to joke that we both started our careers in the same year in the year that she became an mla and then also a minister in haryana in haryana cabinet in 1977 was also the year i became a full time journalist so that's a joke that goes back that long we also both of us also happened to be alumni of punjab university she was a bit senior to me in fact she was passing out of the law faculty around time i was coming in to study journalism journalism there so there were those there were those linkages connections etc now i did see her at this wedding in ceremony for the new cabinet the 2019 cabinet the second modi cabinet and some of what i say in my assessment of her and what i also wrote in the tribute i wrote after she passed away on 6th of august 2019 also comes from the imagery of that swearing in ceremony there was in fact both a buzz and a hush among the front rows at rashtrapati bhavan as sushma suraj walked in to sit in the front row with the most distinguished visitors not head for the imposing platform where the new ministers were seated for the swearing in because even at that point there was speculation whether she'll be sworn in as a minister or not in a large fan club there was still a hope surely narendra modi couldn't afford to go into his second term without his most popular minister her health challenges are no secret they were no secret she in fact broke an old taboo in indian political life indian public life by revealing on twitter that she was undergoing a kidney transplant she had handled her recovery very very bravely and very well on on a new kidney her immune system still getting used to it she took on the pakistanis at the un held meetings with her counterparts from across the world and presented a picture of incredible poise and dignity never did a loose word or expression escape her never a shot fired in anger or exasperation she made it her instrument to build an entirely new kind of diplomacy the social media she made it an instrument to conduct a new kind of an entirely new kind of diplomacy reaching out to her compatriots across the world her rivals and skeptics did snigger that with narendra modi running all of foreign policy all she was left to do was was to resolve passport visa immigration issues on twitter if there were times when this bordered on being the overseas india's agony aunt she didn't mind it in the modi cabinet no minister had a really great deal hers was hers was a particularly tough one the prime minister got much global limelight and glory and she ungrudgingly made way for him she never shot on charm repartee and media adulation had the old political smarts to read this writing on the wall she stepped back into a backroom role and never uttered a word about him about the prime minister other than praise having known her since 1977 as i mentioned earlier the year we both started our careers together in the same small city of chandigarh 
She in politics as the youngest cabinet minister in Devilal's Janata Party government at just 25 and I as a city reporter with the, with the Indian Express I know her to possess more fortitude and self-respect than most politicians. I am still not quite sure how she would have absorbed the new turn in her 42-year political career, where she received applause as a visitor while her party's third government took oath. This is this is or the swearing-in ceremony in 2019, in May of 2019. This is particularly so because her successor now as external affairs minister was S. Jay Shankar, who had served under her for his entire tenure as foreign secretary between 2015 to 2018 and as ambassador to the US before that. So he was reporting to her. Maybe she would have drawn on her phenomenal inner strength and taken it philosophically. She also knew that this turn wasn't, wasn't merely a turn, but probably the conclusion of a remarkable political journey. It wasn't just a turn in her political journey. That She would have known that this was the conclusion of her political journey. Although she was born in an RSS family in Ambala, her father was a prominent RSS functionary actually. She was first noticed as a defiant young lawyer in Chandigarh for George Fernandez when Fernandez was arrested in the, in the Badoda dynamite case during the emergency. Since Fernandez was a socialist and as was Swaraj Kaushal, the fellow lawyer she married in the thick of their anti-emergency activism, she somehow acquired the aura of a fellow traveler. But she will remind you that her essential beliefs were of the RSS and the rest was just some popular misconception by socialist association. She had a socialist association, but in the Janata Party, they were all together anyway. That's what she would say, that her basic commitment was, was to the RSS and the BJP, the Janasang first and the BJP. In 1977, as the emergency ended and Indira Gandhi's Congress was routed and she became Haryana's Minister for Labor and Employment at 25, 2 and 5, 25, 25, she was seen as a rising Janata Party star and a George Fernandez protege, not an RSS Janasang native. Quite remarkably, especially for a self-made woman in Indian politics of the 1970s, she became president of the Janata Party in Haryana at 27. But once the Janata Party broke up later in 1979, she gravitated formally towards the breakaway Janasang group. Her rise from there on as a self-made non-dynast was phenomenal. We know in 1980, Janasang was reborn as the BJP. From then on, she did much to convince us that she had bought into the BJP's conservatism from banishing the dancing Ajanta Apsara from national calendars to banning FTV, fashion TV, remember, while also railing against condo mats for obscenity, protesting against the sexy Radha song from Student of the Year, Radha Tiri Chundri, etc., etc., the explicit scenes of lesbian love between Shabana Azmi and Nandita Das, playing sisters-in-law Radha and Sita in Deepa Mehta's fire, and more recently her views on surrogacy and her description of a rape victim as Zinda Lash, a living corpse. But that won't make her your usual regressive BJP conservative. There are a dozen aspects of her life and track record that tell you she was different. She led a very middle-class mainstream life, 
made her own personal choices when few in that milieu would and relentlessly pushed at her party's glass ceiling, reinforced through generations of patriarchy, not in the least because its parent, the RSS, is an all-male is an all-male hierarchy. It has an all-male hierarchy. Her fame and preeminence did not come easy. Offer it meant putting her hand up to take up the toughest challenges at a young age, as she did to take over as Delhi's chief minister at the peak of the onion crisis or in volunteering to take on Sonia Gandhi in Bellari in 1999. She fought well, lost, but her point was made. She learned Kannada in no time, delivered speeches in the language, built quick linkages and goodwill and made a significant contribution to her party's first southern conquest in Karnataka. She wasn't afraid to speak out when the most abhorrent form of Hindu conservatism erupted in Mangalore and young women were being pulled out of bars and thrashed for immorality by Sri Ram Sene or whatever organization it was. She spoke out for freedom of choice and safety as a modern, independent woman and the mother of a young woman. Some in her party frowned, but she was, she was only letting a rapidly growing fan club know that she was different. Having said that, I will also tell you a little private joke that was shared between us. On 11th of January, one morning, early morning, she was an early riser, I think 6.30, 6.45, my phone rang. And Sushmaji, her staff said, Sushmaji wants to speak with you. And she said, uh, Shekhar, tumko janam divas ki baut badhai, tum to humse pehle saath ke ho gaye. She wished me a happy birthday and she said, it's amazing you've turned 60 ahead of all of us and here we thought you were much younger than us. So first of all, I said 11 January is not my birthday and I haven't turned 60 either. 26th August is my birthday and coming 26th August, I will turn 53. So what are we talking about? So then she laughed and said, I'm sorry, my staff sent me a note saying today is your birthday and I should call you. You uh, The usual stuff that the staff does. Couple of hours later, somebody from her staff called me and said, Ki Wikipedia par aapka date of birth likha hai. That this is what Wikipedia lists your date of birth, hai, birth has. So the Wikipedia had, had my date of birth has. Somebody had inserted it there, 11th of January, 1950, right? My actual date of birth is 26th of August, 1957. Nevertheless, this was forgotten. Couple of times we ran into each other. We talked about this and we laughed. And I always said, treat me like an elder because I have turned 60 much earlier than you. That said, two years later, my phone again rang on 11th of January. And again, somebody from her staff said, Sushma ji wants to speak with you. And I picked up the phone and, and before she could speak, she figured out that she had made a mistake and we had a big laugh about it. As, 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 as I speak, this game, this game on Wikipedia continues. There were many more such moments of good humor shared between us, which I will talk about at some other point of time. I just thought that at this particular moment, it will be interesting and touching to share this one with you.